You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Yo, if your spouse constantly chooses her or his family over yours, that doesn't mean they're doing it on purpose. Hmm. I think that's fair to say. And deadass, once you get married, your spouse's family is deadass your family. See, I got to figure out a way to make it work. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. There are actually a number of stories that I could choose from. Oh yeah, when it comes to my when family versus to, your yes, family, yes, for sure. Yes. But for I'm sure. going to, I'm going to speak on one time in particular, mm-hmm. uh, my birthday. Mm-hmm. This is in 2021, I believe. Okay. 2021 was my birthday, mm-hmm. and Kadeem was planning a surprise trip for me to go to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. This was right after COVID and they finally opened things back up. Mm-hmm. And she was making plans, calling everybody's family, calling brothers and sisters and speaking and speaking and doing everything. And at the same time, I'd happen to call my mom because we were just getting over COVID. And I was just like, yeah, we we just, you know, we just found out the boys had COVID. I don't think we're going to be able to go to Jamaica. And my mom said, who's going to Jamaica? And I was like, well, we were all going for my birthday. You you didn't know. And she was like, no, nobody called me and told me. So at first I was like, okay, well, maybe they didn't get around to it yet. Or maybe Kay hadn't made any decisions yet about who she was going to tell. So I asked Kay, I said, Kay, um, my mom doesn't know about Jamaica. And Kay goes, how? How does she not know about Jamaica? I said, I just spoke to her on the phone. She didn't know about it. And she sounded a little disappointed that she didn't know. Kay said... Well, I told your dad and I spoke to your brother. Assuming that my pops and my brother was going to tell my mom. My mother was upset because she didn't get a personal invite. Now, initially, I was upset because I was like, hey, how do you invite everybody to Jamaica and not tell the person who birthed me? And it's my birthday. But then she had a very clear point. She said, when I tell something to my brother, my sister finds out. When my sister finds out, my father knows. And then the whole family knows. I figured that if I just told one person in your household, everybody would know. And I had to actually sit back for a minute and be like, damn, that's actually a really good point. Beef. (laughs) (laughs) For karaoke. In the spirit of family. Yes. I mean, what's the first song that comes to mind when you think of family? Well, the, the, well, there's two different songs because of your culture. And I think for one family <laughs> song, for we've too. already sang uh-huh. this song. But for our song, especially the country, the South, <laughs> we automatically think of, We are family. Mm-hmm. I got all my sisters and me. And 
and don't forget the brothers now. We are family. Get up, everybody, and sing. Because <laughs> we already did family. Lay, 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 yes. lay, 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 lay. I think so. And we also did uh, family. <laughs> oh, we we said family. family. We love my family, them to my aunt. All right, cool. All right, so we, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to dive into this topic because Kadeen and I have talked since season one about her culture versus my culture, West Indian culture versus Southern Baptist culture and families, but also communications. Mm -hmm. And we've also realized over the last 21 years that our families move differently. And because our families move differently, sometimes things are communicated differently. Oh, yeah. And rather than take it personal and be like, you did this on, pers on purpose, let's figure out how we can navigate this whole thing. Yeah, communication doesn't just begin and end with the married couple. Facts. For sure. So Facts. stick around. Let's go pay some bills and we'll be back. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, we're back, y'all. And we figured this was like an appropriate time to kind of talk about this. I know that we're like in season 12, rocking and rolling. And yeah. we spoke a lot about family issues. Like you said, culture clashing, things like that. Um, but it's still an ongoing conversation to this day yes. with Deval and I. And I think that yes. a lot of couples probably experience similar things. And I look at my sister who's looking to be married soon yeah. and, you know, trying to help her and her fiance navigate like things. Yeah. We're kind of 
hoping that this gives people kind of the cliff notes version of how to problem solve within their relationship so that y'all don't have to take the long road that we took 21 years in and still be talking about the same stuff over and over again. And that's that's how we actually came up with this topic for you guys, because it is 21 years now, officially. Mm -hmm. Padina and I have been married 13. We've Mm -hmm. been best friends before that for eight years. And two days ago. Right. We had to have a discussion about communication. Right. When it came right? to our extended When it comes families. to our extended family. Well, our immediate families uh, separately, but extended right. family collectively. So her brother and sister, us. my brother and sister, her mom and dad, my mom and dad. Exactly. And with the holidays quickly approaching, um, I think it's time when splitting family time becomes hardest, right? Because yeah. we're trying to decide whose house we're going to for what. Um, we grew up sharing holiday traditions with both of our parents and our siblings. And a lot of times we want to still share those traditions with our children but also including our families so what do we do when we both want the same thing and how do we compromise so we're hoping if we talk through this and give some examples of things that happen with us it will be able to help you guys but let's let's give them some context a Mm -hmm. little bit of context of how our families work so you you want to go back to story time first and and, uh we can kind of talk a little bit about that I mean, yeah, we can go back to story time and kind of di- dissect what exactly happened. So you give your perspective of what happened. And yeah, I'll tell yeah. you how it, how it was received by me so y'all exactly. can see how things look. I lost in translation. Right. So that particular year, um, like you said, it was 2020. I think COVID was, or 2021, mm-hmm. COVID was kind of still going, but it was slowing down a bit. People were trying to figure out ways to still travel within the guidelines and parameters for traveling with COVID. So knowing that your birthday, one thing about Deval's birthday, every single year I'll have a plan for something super grand and then we can't do it because he either has a big audition, it's, he it's has work. good blessings. It's great blessings for great sure, blessings. for sure. But I really felt badly that I'm like, oh my God, every single year, you know, something happens and we can't celebrate Deval's birthday. Well, we so, have to explain a little bit why. Mm-hmm. My birthday falls in April. If you're in the TV film industry, you know, um, around February is pilot season. Mm-hmm. Pilot season happens February through March. At the end of March is when everyone gears up to go back to filming. Right. So they actually start filming around April. And mm-hmm. this year was no different. I was in Canada for my birthday. Absolutely. The year before that, I was filming Sisters. A year before that, I was filming Bigger. It mm-hmm. was like every single year, there's always something in April. So that's why my birthday always gets kind of jacked up. Always so. gets messed up. So then I feel like it usually falls back on me like, damn, Kay, like, why couldn't you find a way to do XYZ for DeVal's birthday? So this particular year, I said, I know he wasn't going to be filming. Jamaica was open. And I'm like, this is perfect. It's like one of his favorite places to go. It's one of our favorite places to go together. I had a 35th birthday with like 35 of my closest friends and family, including your family. And it was an amazing time. So I tried to plan something like that. So when I initially spoke to DeVal's dad about the trip, Um, he said to me, man, I don't know if that's going to be a good time because your sister was pregnant at the time yes, and she was due at the end of March or around that time. And she had a high risk pregnancy. I know she was having some difficulties. So he was like, I don't know if Ma's going to even want to leave her and go away for a week, seeing as though the baby Mm -hmm. may come at any point. So I said, okay, cool. So in that conversation with his dad, I assumed that maybe he even mentioned it to her because it was a possibility. And I want y'all to remember mm -hmm. everything from her perspective because I want y'all to see what she went through, but I want you to hear how it was presented to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just assumed at that point, maybe his dad would have mentioned it to her or maybe it wasn't even worth mentioning it to his mom because it made total sense. I'm like, if it was me and it was my daughter, Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't be thinking about going on a trip if anything can happen at any time. Absolutely. So I just kind of let it rock. I remember telling his brother about it as well, too. Um, And then his brother saying that that wasn't a good time either because he was going to be working. They didn't have the same spring break as we did. So um, I kind of just moved on with the plans. Um, My brother and sister were able to make it. And then my parents, because they live with us and they're retired, typically travel with us for help. So... In addition to my immediate family coming, DeVal's family not being able to make it, I then said, damn, I didn't want it to just be my family. So I was trying to think of other friends or people mm-hmm. that are close to DeVal. So I had reached out to his best friend, Bilal, um, his castmates, Cheeto mm-hmm. and Brian. I was looking at hotels nearby that they could stay at. And that's how I was planning out the trip for his birthday. But of course, a big piece would have been missing his parents. But to me, in that moment, I felt like the precedence for them or what took precedence was his sister 
you know, almost having a baby. So I didn't follow up any further. And in retrospect, I could have reached out to his mom directly as well, too, um, just as the woman of the house who may be making her own plans. You know, she might have found a way to finagle coming out there for a couple of days and then going back. I, I didn't give her the option. And that was the problem. Right. So hearing now, hearing everything that Kadeen went through to try to make the plans, I remember it's a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea what's happening. Mm -hmm. The kids get COVID. We go to check for COVID. The first thing Kay says is, I had plans to take you to Jamaica. Yeah. And now we won't be able to go because the kids have COVID. And I was like, dang. So I called my parents. We had just came back from New York mm -hmm. visiting my parents because Kadeen and I had just spoke on a breakfast club. Mm -hmm. And when I first came back, the, my parents knew that the kids were sick. So I called them to tell them like, yeah, you know, the kids are sick and Unfortunately, we won't be able to go to Jamaica. I assumed that Kadeen had included everybody. Mm -hmm. So when I said that, my mom goes, who's going to Jamaica? And I said, well, we all going for my birthday. And she said, oh, oh, well, that's nice. And I was like, well, you supposed to be going too. And she said she didn't hear it. I could hear the disappointment in her voice. Mm -hmm. So then I immediately got on the phone with Kay. No, we were at the... No, we were at the actual we were at the, uh, uh, urgent, urgent care. care. We were at yeah. urgent. And I said, yo, you didn't call my mom about Jamaica. And she was just like, no, I spoke to your dad. And my first thing was, did you, yeah, why would you not call my mom? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't even give her the option or the choice. Mm -hmm. So I said, so who's supposed to be going to Jamaica? So she went over the list of people, and it was all of her family and a couple of my friends. And I was like, well, if my family couldn't make it on that day or that week, why wouldn't we adjust it to make it so that my family could be there? Like, I, I think my family should be there for my birthday. And Kadeem was like, you know, I really didn't think about adjusting it for anybody. I just, these are the dates that we had based on what we were doing. And, and I was going to see who can make yeah. it. So at first I was pissed. Like I was, I was upset. I felt like this isn't fair. I said, you navigated everything to make sure all your family could make it. But since my family can't make it, they just get disposed of. And Kadeem was like, that's not really how it went down. Like the kids have spring break on this week. I want the kids to be included. So this is how it is. Mm -hmm. And after we spoke, ad nauseum for hours, <laughs> we, we were able to kind of realize what had happened. Right. Because if you think about it, I was presented with my mom don't know we're going to Jamaica. So I'm upset. Mm -hmm. Already, I'm on a thousand. It was the way you were thrown into it. It was the yeah. way I was thrown into it. Yeah. Plus the kids having COVID. It was just like, it was a lot. It was a lot going on. And then to me, I was just like, why do you have to phrase it as, oh, you made sure that your family were able to make it within these dates, but you didn't make sure my family wasn't. And I was like, bro, these were the dates based on our immediate family, meaning me, you, and the boys, because this is when they have spring break. This is when your birthday fell. I can't move your birthday. Your birthday right. is your birthday. So if these are the dates and my family is able to adjust their schedule to make it happen and yours can't adjust, then that to me wasn't my fault. You know, my family has a little bit more flexibility within their career fields than yours does. So it was never any malice intended. And when I did realize, too, that, damn, a bunch of DeVal's core people wouldn't be able to make it, I made sure to be like, okay, listen, friends, please try to come through for DeVal so he can at least have some of his people there because he's going to want to celebrate with his people. Right. And we did come to an understanding, but... To me, it still felt like if my family couldn't be here, then that trip shouldn't have been happening at that moment. Then that, that's that's how I felt in the moment. I was like, if my parents, my brother, and my sister can't come, then it shouldn't be a birthday trip for DeVal. Let's take the kids on spring break and do something, but let's do something on my birthday when my family can be there. And I feel like that is where the communication mm -hmm. had to come in. Because if it were me, and me and Kadeen say this all the time, you do things differently. Don't me is done right. It just means that you do things differently. It don't mean that I do things right. It just means that I do things differently. In my perspective, I felt like if it was December, matter of fact, and the kids were going on break, but your parents couldn't make it to a birthday celebration that I was doing for you, I just wouldn't have did it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'd have been mm -hmm. like, well, you know what? I'm going to have to find the time to make sure Kadeen's family is going to be involved. But mm -hmm. if we have a break for the kids, we're going to do something with the kids, but I'm going to find a way to include your family as well. And... Mm -hmm. I don't plan trips. That's not what I do. Like, that's Kadeen's wheelhouse. So for me to tell her how to do what she's been doing was a little unfair because you're the one who handles all of the, you know, handle all of the, the logistics, the, logistics, the finer yeah. details and it's contacting people. But, but for me, I just felt like saying, well, his parents can't make it to his birthday celebration. Oh, well, I felt like that was a little bit like fucked up. 
But you know what I'm saying? I can I totally get your perspective on that. However, I know I was dealing with the brunt of hearing you say, damn, every year for my birthday, my shit get fucked up. I can't do anything for my birthday. Every year we have something planned for my birthday, something pops up. But I heard that for like the four consecutive years before that. So my main purpose in life at that point was to get Deval out of the country for his birthday, regardless of what that looked like. I just wanted that to be the plan. And I just felt like the more the merrier at that point. I had already told certain people about the trip. So instead of me canceling everybody else's plans because they moved their plans around too, I'm like, whoever can come, can come. Who can't, can't. And then we'll have to celebrate with your family at a later date. But in that moment, I wasn't even thinking about the families. I was thinking about you and how you would be disappointed if we didn't have a plan for your birthday. So I know you were thinking about me, but you was also thinking about you having to hear my voice if we did nothing. But mm -hmm. my thing is we didn't have to do nothing. Mm -hmm. We could have went to Jamaica with our kids. Mm -hmm. My thing is, if my family can't come to an event, mm -hmm. then it shouldn't just be the event still happens without his family. The event should only happen when both families should be there. And I think that was that was that the was miscommunication the because yeah. then a year later, when we were going, to, we were planning to go away for the holidays. Mm -hmm. You were like, "Well, I want to go away with my mom for her birthday," mm -hmm. and it was around the holidays. And I was like, "Cool." So I was like, let me invite my parents. And you was just like, well, I just want to do something with my immediate family. Mm -hmm. So I said, cool. And then you was like, the kids. And I was like, well, the kids won't be going because the kids are going to be with me. And you were like, well, I want the kids to be with us for my my mom's celebration. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. And you, you included too. Yeah, and me included. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yeah, but you can't just take all my kids away from the for the holidays away from my family because your family wants to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times when it comes to families, you have traditions. My family has traditions. Mm -hmm. Your families like have ways families, to do yeah. things. My mm -hmm. families have ways to do things. For right. example, if everybody can't be included for an event in my family, that event is just not happening. In mm -hmm. your family, it's more like, okay, if you can, whoever you can. can't go, you can't go. Right. Because that's I know my the, like for example, my parents, my brother, my sister. If it was the other way around with Jamaica, for example, mm -hmm. they'd have been like, oh, no, like, don't cancel the plans. Like, you got to make sure y'all go and celebrate. So go ahead. And they wouldn't feel no kind of way. They would just be like, go ahead. We can't make it. Don't cancel the trip on our accord. Mm -hmm. Still make it happen. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, a difference of how people deal with it. And I think that's what people need to start realizing. When someone does something to you, it's not with malice. It's just this is the way my family has been doing things. Your family has been doing things this way. That doesn't mean that you're doing it on purpose to alienate my family or to not include my family, but it's like this is the way we do things. Mm -hmm. And the way you can get through those situations is by constantly having conversations. Oh, right? yeah. We have definitely a couple tips here. Well, we had tips that Triple came up for splitting holidays specifically because I think that's typically when a lot of people have riffs, you know, when it's well, like major holidays and people are off and it's like, who's going to do what where? It's not just holidays. But it could also be... Because, because it's also... Remember, our parents live six blocks away from each other. Mm -hmm. My parents felt like every time Kadeen goes to drop the kids off, she would drop the kids to her family. Mm -hmm. And I had to say to my parents, well, Kadeen is going to drop the kids off to whoever's the most, she's the most comfortable. If mm -hmm. it's the last minute, she doesn't mind inconveniencing her parents the right. same way I don't mind inconveniencing my parents. Right. But when she has the kids, she's going to go with her parents. Also. Her parents ask for the kids all the time. All the time. And I asked my dad, I said, well, why don't y'all ask for the kids? And my dad said to me, your mom doesn't want to be overbearing. My mom had to deal with an overbearing mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. So she purposely removed herself and said, I'm, I'm going to allow them to do things when they're comfortable. I said, I get that, Scoop. But you can't say you're going to allow me to do things when I'm comfortable, but then get upset because you guys aren't chosen. Mm -hmm. And then that made me realize, like, dang. It's not just the communication with me and my wife. I also have to continuously communicate to my parents Your family as well. that this is Same. the way my wife moves. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a one-way communication with one partner. Right. You or, the I, on the, or the holiday. Or the holiday. This was something as simple as dropping the kids on off because you had basis. an audition or right. you had a makeup tutorial to do. I think it's fair to say that anybody is okay with... If it, in that last minute moment, inconveniencing the person they know best. Yes. So whether it was my sister, my father, my or whoever I knew has flexibility, right? So with my dad being retired, 
I know I'm going to have a better chance of dropping the kids over to him and not ruffling any feathers in his day right. versus trying to drop him over to your dad who works from home during the day. So the kids yeah. would be a disruption to him. So I think in moments like that, a lot of it was taken as a, you know, your family does this versus my family does this or my family does more than your family because they're always doing this for the kids and yours don't. Yeah, I think we really had to work through that because you were looking at your mom sideways. And I was, too, at some points like, damn, like she really don't be caring to have these kids ever. I looked you know? at everybody sideways. And I looked I at my like, mom sideways. I looked at your mom sideways. I looked at you sideways. I looked at my pops sideways. The only person I didn't look at sideways was my was your father. Really? How come? Because your father's the most easygoing person, right? I'll give you That's an example. True. He is. Name one time your father has complained about anything. That's my father. Name too. one time. That's a, that's a fact. Okay, so my mom will complain. That is a whole. My fact. mom will complain that the kids, number one, won't don't call her house Scoop and Nana's house. It's just Scoop's just house. Scoop's house, right? Yes. But then when the kids go over there, she be upstairs, right? Right. So so my mom will complain. Then she'll complain that we don't bring the kids over. But my mom's always working. Right. Like my mom works six days a week and sometimes on Sundays. So the last person that we're thinking is going to want to watch kids is, is my mom. That is accurate. My pops works from home and he complains that, you know, your mother ain't see the kids. So I'm like, you complaining to me that she ain't <laughs> see the kids, but mommy ain't home. You remember that one time, I think it was Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, we took the boys over by the house and your mother looked so exasperated that we yes. had all of them there because they were running around and stuff yes. and she was trying to straighten up for Christmas. And I was kind of like... Maybe we should go because it seems like your mom is a little annoyed that no, we're no, no, here. No, 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 and no, no. She... I got the. I said, "Yo, let's go to Brian's house." Yeah. Because <laughs> one thing I don't like is an exasperated wife or mom. I grew up in a house with exasperated mom, right? <laughs> I grow up. I'm, I'm in a house right now with an exasperated wife. When I things had my are, we just had Kyra's birthday, mm -hmm. Kay seemed exasperated. Your mom seemed exasperated. Women be exasperated. Yep. Right. It's a so lot of shit to when plan. I get in a space where people seem exasperated, I just take my kids and leave. Mm -hmm. But that's but that's my point. It's like. Your mom always has something to say. My mom always has something to say. My dad always has something to say. Mm -hmm. Your father is the only one right. who just be like, whatever. whatever. Like he, he'd he be like, whatever. Like, whatever you need, however you need me, just let me know. And, and, and that's it. I think it's important for people to understand that your family isn't the only family going through this, especially when kids get involved, right? Yeah. Your mom loves being around the kids. Mm -hmm. She Every time we go to take the kids somewhere, she's like, who said I need a break? <laughs> but it's like, mom, yesterday you were exasperated and she tired and dropping the kids off to the room and leaving. So <laughs> yes. you didn't say you need a She'll break, never admit but it. you needed a break. She'll never admit My it. My mom never admits that it's a bad time. Mm -hmm. But then when you take the kids over there sometimes, she looks like she's just like, damn, like right now? <laughs> right. So it's like... Yeah, Everybody who's listening, if your family's going through issues with who's going to watch the kids, who's going to what event, who's this, that's not just your family. Yes. Everybody's family goes through that. And it all starts with how you communicate. Mm -hmm. it, it all, it, everything boils down to how you communicate with your parents first and then with your spouse. Remember for a while you said you didn't think I felt comfortable speaking to your family or asking them you know, to watch the kids or to be involved in whatever yes. capacity. And you were like, why won't you just like call my mom and dad directly? And I'm like, I just was more comfortable calling mine directly because they were my family, you know, when mm -hmm. we were back home. And like I said, if I'm going to last minute inconvenience somebody, it's going to be my family. But then you were like, no, you need to be able to also just call my family and ask. Like they're not going to offer. So you have to call and ask. So I said, say less. So now. I got a group chat with your brother, your, your, your mother, your father, and your sister. So everybody is in the loop. There's some group chats that I put Deval in just to loop him in so he knows yeah. that I did communicate X, Y, Z to said family member because I ain't trying to hear, yeah. oh, you did this versus my family. And, and when it comes to your family, you do this. But when mine, it, I hate that. Like, I hate that because I feel like we've been together long enough where both families are just family regardless. I don't look at it as a yours versus mine thing. I know, you, I do know, I know that, you hate that, but I also hate my family not hearing stuff. That's so you, exactly you why can, I said, let me alleviate hate, that. You can for hate sure. it, but yeah. you also got to remember, you don't speak to my, my brother and sister as much as you speak to your brother and sister. Right. And my brother and sister have kids. Mm -hmm. So my brother and sister can't just run and come to everything. Your brother and sister yep. can run and come to everything because they don't have kids. Exactly. So the same way you don't want to hear, it's always your family, not my family. I don't want to hear what my family supports because they can. Mm -hmm. my, my brother coaches football. Mm -hmm. 
My sister is Everybody doing around. Everybody yeah. doing, but but there's certain like they can't just leave in two days and exactly. be like I'm going to Atlanta. And pick up and go. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yep. even even that, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's why it seems lopsided. You gotta speak too. to parents. Mm-hmm. You gotta speak to your spouse. Mm-hmm. But then if you have brothers and sisters, you also have to speak to both of them because yeah. there are times too when my brother and my sister are just like, yo. How come we didn't get invited to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, we didn't invite anybody. Kay's brother and sister asked if they can come. Mm-hmm. So they came. Yep. They bought their ticket. They they came. Like, we didn't ask anybody to come. Right. Whoever wants to support can Supports. support. But then the outside people looking in <laughs> right. would be like, damn, they went and I didn't go. Exactly. And once again, Another nothing thing. was done maliciously, but... Right. They asked, you didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't invite. They <laughs> right. came. They inquire all the time. Y'all don't. Like it just becomes you see what a I'm thing where yeah. and it's just a different a family thing. A difference like, of how people move. Your my brother and sister be looking at me funny. Then your brother and sister be looking at you funny. Like, wait a minute, how come they not here? We the only ones here. Are we being overbearing? Because I remember at one point Sakari was just like, Are we bothering y'all like we always here? <laughs> right. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> And then they're like, but we don't, we're the ones who always hear. Yeah. I said, yeah, because y'all want to come. Right. They want to come too, but they got to work. They can't. And they yeah. don't work from home, so they can't come. Like, it's nothing malicious, but mm-hmm. I, I need people to realize how the different family dynamics can be taken away. Yeah. Because I grew up in a family, not going to say no names, mm-hmm. where there was an aunt and an uncle who felt like they were ostracized from the rest of the family mm-hmm. for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons was... A certain aunt and an uncle passed them up to take the kids to another aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, why'd you pass our house to take them there when you could have just took them here? Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, that aunt and uncle always asked for them. So we took them there and it was (laughs) just like, oh, so you don't mess with us. (laughs) And it's like, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. Like, why does it have to be a yours versus mine? Why Mm -hmm. can't we just discuss why we did that? Right. Have an understanding, and then everybody move collectively to to compromise. Mm-hmm. So that, and it always ends up with kids, right. kids and holidays. <laughs> kids somebody holidays, had a problem yeah. taking a baby somewhere or going to somebody's <laughs> house on the holiday, right? And it's it's not an easy conversation to have. And as you can hear now, even when we're having the conversations, it's still like, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. I need it this way. Yeah, but I like it that way. That's it's it. never going to stop people. It's never going to stop. Because think about it. We're two people within a relationship, right? As a spouse, married couple. Then you're trying to include the feelings of two other people, <laughs> like said mother and father, mother right? And father. So then now you have six people yes. whose emotions you're trying to manage through yes. communication. And then if you have the extended brothers, brothers and, sisters, and sisters, or if you have the aunts and uncles who are very involved. And we involved, got aunts and uncles too who are be like, how come we don't ever get the boys? How come we don't do... And I'm just like, they here. <laughs> and when you have four kids, you're not always like wanting to call somebody and be like, here, take all right. four of these kids at one time. We know that that can be a lot. We live yes. it every single day. So we're not always going to be the ones to try to inconvenience people and say, hey, can you take all four children at one time, it's a lot to deal with. It is. And we're cognizant it of is. that. It's really it is. cognizant of that. But so you know how we cognizant? If you want to help, holler at us. Holler at us. Holler we at us. We're never going to say no. Because there's another thing that we're cognizant of. It's hard to pick up four kids and take them somewhere. That's a fact. So when you keep asking us, how come we ain't seen the kids? Because we don't want to get our big selves up, pack up three kids and a toddler, put them in the car and drive anywhere. Period. When we got time to ourselves, you know what we want to do? Nothing. Sit still. That's it. Sit still. Nothing. Even when we lived in Brooklyn, I'm like, y'all know where we live. Why do we always have to bring the kids to you? You can say, hey, y'all, we're going to swing by. Right. We'll come stay in, at the house with the kids. Because at the time, Kyra and Kaz were still babies. They were toddlers. Yes. Y'all can come say, oh, we're going to come chill with the kids so you and DeVal can go. We'll gladly leave the house and go on a date day or date night if you want to come by and see the kids. Like, that was always the offer. And? But no one took us up on it except for a very select few. And a very select few would come by the house mm-hmm. to watch the kids. Yes. And even that. Now, here's the crazy part, right? I talked about my side versus your side when it came to Kay and me. But I also had to deal with the your side versus my side when it came to my mom, family, and my pop's family. Mm-hmm. Because one side of the family would ask us all the time, when are the boys coming by? When are the boys coming by? Just bring them by, just drop them by, or I'll come get them. The other side would be a little bit more chill. So whenever we needed somebody to watch them, we would take them to the ones that was asking. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones would be like, oh, well, we live right down the block. How come y'all never ask us? And I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, they ask. 
They ask. <laughs> that, and that, and yeah. I'm just giving these examples because we do get these listener letters about people who be like, my mom want to see the kids, but my, my husband don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with this. Or how do such we such navigate don't like it? this person, so how do I? Yep. You know how you navigate it? Talk about it. You got to talk about gotta, it. And understand that nothing is being done maliciously, unless someone in your family is being malicious and trying to, to say, mess with your kids. You may have certain boundaries yeah, based you, off of facts. historically how things move. Facts. So that then requires a certain extra added layer of communication. So just some quick tips for splitting holidays specifically, talking honestly and open, openly and being willing to compromise. Compromising is a big thing. Luckily, Deval and yeah. I fell into a situation where his family celebrates Christmas Eve yeah. really big. And yeah. then my family does Christmas Day really big. So that wasn't really an issue. But now that we have our own family with our own boys, yeah. we've kind of become like the stationary house for Christmas. Yeah. So both families feel comfortable coming yeah. down. And we have an open door policy because we love when all of the family is together, especially for the holidays. Christmas is like a big thing for me. As y'all know, sidebar, <laughs> my Christmas trees are being dusted off as we speak, in case you guys are wondering. The minute a little bit of chill gets into the air, you know I'm already looking at my Christmas trees and just itching. So I can't wait till the next round of family members come down so they can help me. Okay. A lot of specific days during the holiday season for each family. That's what we just talked about. Consider alternating years with each family. Offer to host everyone at your house, at your home. So mm-hmm. that's typically what we do for Christmas because then there's no excuse. <laughs> we both kind of get what we want out of it. Split the day between each family if possible. That's usually a hard one. Like on Christmas Day, it'll it's be not hard. Happening. Like I'm, I'm not move. to go in the morning and yeah. midday go somewhere else. Thanksgiving will hop around, but Christmas, not so much. And then starting your own tradition. So I'm kind of just anticipating a little sad that. Maybe once my sister has her own family and gets married, she's going to want to start her own traditions with her husband and her children. You know, the same way my brother is going to do that. And I know I have four boys. Like, I already deal with that. I don't know. My brother. Yeah, exactly. My brother has a girlfriend. She has her own kids. And this was this past Father's Day. Yeah. They had something for my brother. Right. So he didn't come spend Father's Day with me and my pops. Like he typically does. But this is the most important thing. There has to be understanding. Yeah. And also, we all as individuals have to let go of our entitlement. Mm-hmm. And when I say all, I mean everybody, yeah. me included, right? Yeah. I I learned that I have to stop expecting you to do things the way I would do. Mm-hmm. And I have to stop expecting your family to celebrate the way we celebrate. Because it, in my mind, it was... If y'all would just celebrate the way we celebrate, but on a different day, it'd be more convenient for both parties. It would be, and it would be, yeah, and right? it would be different. But it sounds yeah. easy. But then it's like you're asking a family to change their home tradition mm-hmm. because you entitled to that day. Right. And I think a lot of people need to start realizing that no one is entitled to anyone else's time mm-hmm. just because we're family. Mm-hmm. Like we have to let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you're my son, you're supposed to do this, or you're my wife. No. Let's have a conversation about what both parties can offer and compromise. That's the only way. It can happen. And if we let go of our entitlement. For sure. I know I'm already going to have to start to talk myself out of that because having four sons, you know, the boys normally tend to get up and go wherever their significant other goes to a lot of the time. So I know you can speak to that Bruh. in general. And sometimes it just happens because it just naturally happens that way with no malice intended. You just kind of naturally go where the girl goes. So I'm already Bruh. anticipating what that's going to look like having potentially an empty house for Christmas. I don't know. Um, there's no potential. Is is I'm gonna be honest with you. Everything you're used to having now is mm-hmm. gonna change. Yeah. When I look at my brother, I look at myself, and only reason why I say them and not my sisters because we have all boys. Right. When my brother has to make decisions about holidays and family, mm-hmm. whoever his significant other is at the time is who he leans. It, who on. he leans yeah. on because the same way I lean on you, mm-hmm. he doesn't plan trips and stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, yo, what you doing for this day? He'd be like, oh, so and so is doing this for me, so that's what I'm rocking. Same way they be like, yo, Deval, what's the plans? What's the first thing I say? Yeah. Okay, what Kay. we got. Call okay. Don't don't ask me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I can't sit here and say, boys, Christmas is your mother's holiday. Mm-hmm. All y'all be deb-. I mean, I can say that and right. I know that they'll they would try, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to cause a rift. Right. Because I also understand that just because we're their parents don't mean we're entitled to them on that day. Exactly. And I feel like if more people utilize that as a way to to decide, like, you know what? Let me be. Let me not be a, a problem. Mm-hmm. Let me be a solution. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's the way I view things now. It's funny I don't you ever want to come with a problem. I want to be a solution. It's funny you say that because I'm already forward thinking like 
is it a thing where we do like alternating years and just say, hey, boys, like, okay, on every even year, we're going to have Christmas here. So if you guys want to come down with your family on the odd years, me and your father going to be on the south of France. We're going to be on the coast of Italy <laughs> doing something. So that's what Christmas is going to look like for us. So y'all can figure it out amongst yourselves and amongst your spouses. Is that how you want to do it? I don't know. I was just throwing it out no, there. It's like how it would look, you know, in the future to avoid there being you know, riffs potentially. I would say this. This, this is what I would say. I'm. There's never going to be a time where I'm going to be comfortable with not seeing my boys on the holidays. For sure. For a year. For sure. So what I would tell them is, look, we're, we're going to do Christmas or Thanksgiving on a non-traditional day. Mm. Right? So we'll celebrate. Like, my, my family celebrates it on Christmas Eve. Right. Because my dad realized that celebrating it on Christmas Day mm -hmm. is asking all of these other people to travel on a day where they want to be with family. Right. So she, he was like, let's have it on Christmas Eve the mm -hmm. night before. So I think we would probably do something similar. similar I, I like yeah. that. It's just like, hey, boys, what are y'all doing, mm -hmm. you know, Christmas Eve Eve? Right. Or if, if, if Christmas is the day where y'all want to be with your girls and do all this other stuff, mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, can y'all come spend Christmas Eve with me and your mom? Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? A, maybe a, a New Year's Day party or New Year's Eve party or something. Or, or, or on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. we do a Friday. Right. We do a, you know, something, a good Friday dinner mm -hmm. as opposed to a, a mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Black you know? Friday, you mean? Black so, Friday, a Black yeah. Friday dinner. So, yeah. like, that's that would be my... Option that I would I'm say here's the solution. Bad thinking about it, guys. Well, <laughs> but this is life, right? You gotta, you gotta decide. Like, am, yeah. am I gonna be the overbearing mom that causes problems every holiday, or, <laughs> right? Or when the kids have, when our kids have children, it's be like, you better bring them to me first. Yeah. You can either decide to be that mom, mm -hmm. or you can be the mom that says, "Hey, guys. Yes, I'm here whenever you. I'm need. here when you need. These are the days I'm available. These are the days I'm not. And let them." say oh my mom said open door policy that I, I and i that. feel like that's the best way yeah for sure you know, come to be with involved solutions. but right to be involved but not overbearing because i yeah. definitely don't want to be that either and, and driving them away because yeah. all righty all right hope this gave you guys a little insight and a little help to let you guys know that the conversation is always going to keep rolling child especially when it comes to family so let's take a quick break and we're going to move into listener letters after we get into these ads so stick around and we'll be back There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. 
And get this, Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back. And uh, if you saw my eyes bulge, it's because this listening letter is like wild long. I'm not even going. We asked for context. Yeah, I'm not even going. And they're giving us context. I'm just start. You're going to read? I'm just start. You're going to go first? All right, go for it. <clears throat> hear ye, hear. No. <laughs> hey, guys, I want to start out by giving you your flowers. Thank you so much. What you have done for the black and brown community to open up dialogues that we would never think to talk about. Thank you. Uh, you're amazing. Thank you. Oh, oh, you guys are amazing. You're amazing as well. I would like to remain anonymous. Now let's start. I need help in capital letters. Oh, wow. My husband and I have been married for two years. I am 28 and my husband is 33. I have to start by saying I am a born and raised Guyanese woman. Guyanese GT. GT, (laughs) Okay, Bana. (laughs) And he's American. This will make sense soon. Kadeen, I know you are from a West Indian household, so Mm -hmm. our culture of liming, partying, and carnival is something we grew up with. Yes, ma'am. Now, my husband wasn't raised that way. He Mm -hmm. was born and raised in New York, but tends to shy away from the Caribbean Caribbean culture. That's odd. It's hard to do in New York. It's everywhere. The first year of our relationship, I got pregnant. So the time that we were supposed to use to introduce each other to our cultures was used to prepare for this this new life coming. Makes sense. Now, prior to being together, I used to go to FETS all the time in the summer with my friends when I got when I got pregnant, of course, that stopped. We ended up moving out of the state and having our baby. After that, we got married, like I mentioned before. And of course, I can't live my life like, a, like I'm single. I'm a married woman and mother. But I'm also not a prude. Not a prune. She put prune. Oh, she pruned. probably meant prude, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, probably now, here's the problem. My husband would prefer that I go. I didn't go to parties. His reasoning behind it is, what are you going there for? Uh, you are dressing up and dancing for guys to look at you. That's not what a married person should be doing. But I explained to him that this is my culture. Mm-hmm. Carnival is in my blood. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to parties to look for attention for a man. We are going to enjoy good music that is in a group setting that is, that has good vibes. Yep. He still doesn't understand it, and I get it, but I get it because it isn't his culture. I even tried to invite him, and all he does is make excuses not to go because it isn't his thing. Now, every time I want to go out, I get anxious just telling him because I know the uneasy feeling that will settle in afterwards. He even has a problem with the things I wear. I am a curvy five foot six, 190 pound woman and can't hide my ass or boobs. But he gets upset if I wear leggings or a sundress that is too tight or show my curves. Sounds like a him problem. I already know what's, what's happening here. Mad insecure. Uh, FYI, I only went to two parties this year and his response is after this last one, I hope there are no more for the year. What should I do? How do I get him to be more understanding of my social life and the way I dress from a woman's and a man's perspective? Mm-mm, baby, it's giving all the insecurities. I'm going to disagree with you on that. You you are? Yes. Mm, go ahead. I'm going to tell you why. If a woman says she doesn't want a man doing something, mm-hmm. do we ever say, oh, she's showing her insecurities? Absolutely. No, we don't. You know what we say? I would think so. If if you listen to when people talk, if a woman says, I don't want you talking to her, mm-hmm. I don't want you hanging out with your boys, I don't want you going to the strip club. That gives insecure to me. But what do women say? No married man supposed to be in the strip club. Why a married man going to be hanging out with his single friends? Don't women say that all the time? Some people do, yeah. And, and what I'm saying is, is that there has to be an understanding between two people prior to getting married about what marriage expectations look like. Now, she said they got They pregnant. didn't get a chance for that. They didn't get a chance for that. Yes. They got pregnant immediately, then got married. Mm-hmm. I think he has his boundaries. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to set his boundaries, but you got a woman pregnant and got married before setting your boundaries. Mm-hmm. You can't then make her do what you want her to do now that, in a way, she's kind of trapped because she got pregnant mm-hmm. and, and is married. And is married, yeah. That time when they were dating, what should have happened was him saying, I don't like all this partying because mm-hmm. that's not what I like. 
Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't like all this partying. If that's right. something you're going to do or you need to do, then we can't be together mm -hmm. or we can't move through life together. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's insecurities. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that she's wilding out for wanting to party. Right. I think that this is what she enjoys and he doesn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. The same way if a man was just like, yo, I go to strip clubs. This is what I do. It's my culture. I'm from down south. Mm -hmm. Ain't no woman in the world going to be like, that's just Southern American culture going to strip clubs. Because let's be honest. If you go to strip clubs, women wear what? G-strings. They shake their ass and they dance, right? Mm -hmm. When you go to fets, what do women wear? Mm -hmm. G-strings. They shake their ass and they dance. But we expect Americans to just say, oh, that's their culture is fine. But if you were to tell someone else that the strip clubs is our culture, they would say it's not fine. I guess it really depends on the person because personally, I know I, I kind of know how you and I roll mm -hmm. and we don't put those kind of boundaries on each other. No. So it's hard to answer questions like this sometimes because I'm just like, yeah. I don't see what's the big deal on either side, you know. Um, but I do get what you're what you're saying and where yeah. you're coming from. It's it's wrong to just automatically assume that someone's going to accept your way of life and right. your culture. And like you said, going into this, they really didn't have a chance to decipher what it was that they wanted to do or not. But also, too, we're not about necessarily putting boundaries and limitations on each other as individuals. Um, right. Not a lot of people feel like that within their relationships. They feel like these are my boundaries. These are the limitations that I have for you. Where to us, it's stifling. Yes. Um, and I think that... If it was the other way around and like you said, he was going to be the person to say, go out to strip clubs or do whatever it is. I'm wondering if she would give him the same courtesy right. or if she would just be like, all right, well, that's what you're accustomed to doing. So what? Um, is but, he thinking that she's looking for attention or does he just not want her in those environments? Other. Like, they, they yeah, there's a lot of things to unpack. Because they never courted each other and they yep. never had that conversation about what's acceptable and what's not acceptable or what they, they like or what they don't like. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I use the strip club analogy is because I, I don't like when we just immediately say someone is insecure when they don't want their partner to do something. I don't think that that's always insecurities, right? Like, for example, an open couple. If a, co a couple is just open, right? Like and an open relationship? An open relationship, okay. right? And then a the guy says, well, I don't, I don't want you to have sex with other people. The open couple would say to everyone else, oh, that's just insecurities because they're cool with being in an open relationship. We can't judge people who don't want people to go to FETs or don't want people to go to strip club just because that's what we don't do and then say, well, that's insecure. But it's even him trying to control what she wears. Like she says she can't hide her body, you know, so if she wears leggings or a sundress, he has a problem with it being too tight. And I'm just like, so, so now you're trying to control what she's wearing out too? I, well, here's, this is just my opinion, right? It's my opinion. I listen to women mm -hmm. talk about what other women wear all the time. Mm -hmm. She That's too tight. Why would she wear that? Why are her boots? Like think about one of, I don't want to say the names, but there's someone that we know who every time they go out, it's always cleavage. Mm -hmm. It's always spilling out. Mm -hmm. Right? And what do all the women say? Right. Why girl, it always got to be Girl, out? contain the titties. <laughs> right. But imagine if her boyfriend's like, man, why you always got to, then the women would be like, oh, he's controlling. I don't think it's controlling if you don't want your... And he said she's five six, 190 pounds, which means mm -hmm. she's curvy. Mm -hmm. She probably got busty. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Busty and she got she a lot got of ass, ass, right? Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable with his wife showing that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's controlling. That's just something he don't feel comfortable with. He, it depends. Controlling to me is him saying, you're not going ever. Mm -hmm. Stay your ass. Him saying, I don't feel comfortable with that is him expressing how he feels. There's I guess a difference so. I mean, there's, there, you're right, because there and, have been times where I'd get your opinion on an outfit for example, yeah. going out, and you'd be like, mm, that might be a bit much. Or you'd be like, mm, I'd be more comfortable with you wearing that out with me. With because me. if you get unwanted attention and then I somebody's think, harassing you, then you're going to be calling me like, okay, somebody's trying to do XYZ. I mean, or now somebody's trying to get XYZ, come, come handle this, you know? And I, Which I don't call to put you in situations. But I'm no, just you saying, never, you never have. But yeah. you did call me one time when, when I was in Detroit, and you was just like, yo, this dude got me double parked in. And oh, yeah, he had me trapped in with not. Let me leave. And, that, that and I wasn't wearing no tight yeah, dress. That had leggings, nothing but... to do with what you were wearing. But yeah. it was the fact that if I have to protect you or I'm the mm -hmm. person that's responsible to protect you, mm -hmm. I should also have say in what's going on with, with that protection. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's controlling if someone says to someone else, you know, I don't like when you wear that mm -hmm. when you go out, especially if I'm not there. Right. I think it's controlling if they slam the door and say, you're not going nowhere unless you change. That's controlling. Mm. Someone expressing to you what they don't like. How is someone supposed to let you know how they feel right. if they don't express it? Right. And that to me is from a man or a woman, mm -hmm. right? Because we get to say, oh, she's a controlling wife. She don't want her husband. No, she's not controlling. 
When she says, I don't like my husband going out, doing this, doing that, she's expressing to you what makes her feel a way. Right. If you don't want to adhere to that, you can say, well, listen, I don't, I don't agree with that. This is how I want to live my life. Maybe we can't be together. But if you can say, babe, okay, I'll do it, and you conform to everything she wants, and now you're miserable, but then you call her controlling, mm -hmm. you chose to do that. Right. You chose to conform and change your life to what she wants, then be miserable. You always have a choice if someone expressed to you how they feel to go along with it or not going along. It only becomes controlling if that person impedes what you try to do with force. Right. Them telling you how they feel, I don't think that's control. And I think mm. that's when you look at the stuff that goes on in the internet, you know, with a certain couple who was this summer was all over the internet because a certain person decided to go out and say, I don't like you wearing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They ended up back together. Mm hmm but to me, I feel like, man, if I don't like something my significant other is doing, do I not have the right to tell them I just don't like it? Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't go to social media and say it. Right. But I would say it to you. Directly. And if I say it to you, I don't want you looking at me like I'm controlling. I'm just telling you. Right. That's true. Because we've you had moments saying? like that together. Just yeah. in general. Where you're just like, eh, I don't know. And also, too, in the vein of the topic today, which we're talking about was just compromise when it comes to family. Maybe he can compromise, too, and say, you know what? This is not really my thing, but I'll come. Like, DeVal don't, DeVal don't like Ahsoka party. But DeVal has gone to many Ahsoka parties because he knows uh, that's what I enjoy. Yes. And that's the environment I like to be in. So he can kind of just also see, like, all right, well, yes, people dance, people carry on, people have a good time. But it's never in any kind of you know, uh, necessarily vulgar or malicious way. Sometimes people just want to go out, listen to some music, have good vibes, have a couple drinks, dance. But let me ask a serious question mm -hmm. before we move on, right? Mm -hmm. You go to Soka Fets. Mm -hmm. Women wear bikinis, thongs. Sometimes, yeah. Some, I mean, carnival more so carnival, specifically. Carnival, Not just a regular right? fet, yeah. But but even some of these fets where they got the paint parties and stuff, women are there yeah, depending with bikinis on the and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at videos, mm -hmm. they're winding up on guys they don't know Jumping up on guys. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Guys got them bent over. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Explain to me how that environment is really any different than a strip club. Well, strip clubs, women are dancing for money. Um, that's like no, the no, main I'm not attraction. Talking about, I'm not talking about like, what, I'm talking about the environment. Bikinis, dancing. Bikinis, dancing. Strangers, dancing on strangers. Winding up on strangers. If you don't know, if you just took a video from both, mm -hmm. right, what would be the major difference? I mean, probably the money part of it, because women are working as strippers for entertainment, whereas I'm talking about the visual of a woman in a bikini lap dancing or dancing on someone, as mm -hmm. opposed to a woman in the street in a bikini lap dancing. It's literally the same thing. Oh, if it's just the a only screenshot, yeah, is, but you can't compare Caribbean culture and us dancing at fets to strip clubs. No, but what I'm saying is, is I want sometimes Caribbean women to understand why an American man who doesn't understand the culture mm -hmm. would see that mm -hmm. and automatically see like, dang, well, this is how we view women in our culture mm -hmm. who dress like that and do that. How they, it, it's hard for them to say, why would I feel comfortable with my woman or the woman that we're supposed to be with? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just Which trying to... Which is why he should probably go to a couple with her to see exactly what transpires. And maybe that might give him a little bit of a comfort level to say, okay, at least it's not what I think it is or what it appears to be. Because mm -hmm. sometimes looking at that screenshot or that snapshot of a photo, for example, can you create, you create your own narrative. So let me ask a question, serious question. I don't mm -hmm. have a problem with it because I grew up in that culture. Mm -hmm. But if a woman in a bikini is dancing on your husband mm -hmm. and he paid her $20... Is it any less offensive if a woman in a bikini is dancing on your husband in the street for free? No, I just think the intention with the environment is different. When you're going into a strip club, you're paying for that particular entertainment. Whereas if it's at a party in passing and you dance with somebody and you keep it moving. Yeah, but I mean, you just, have to pay to go to these the parties. It's still entertainment. The entertainment is the music is playing and women are going to dance on you. Yeah, but I think the intentions are just different. Like I, I, I wouldn't compare a fet to a strip club personally. Maybe because I, I, that's my culture and I know it. I personally so, yeah. would disagree. Okay. I personally would disagree, mainly because they're both forms of entertainment. It's both dancing. It's both liquor. It's mm -hmm. both music. The only difference is the men in the strip club are paying strippers to dance directly. The men on FETs 
are not paying them women directly, but they had to pay somebody to get in that promoted club. Yeah. You see what and I'm saying? And the women who want to dance in that manner, they do, and they consider it fun, and they keep it moving. And there's nothing the wrong with The women like that. me who rather hold my corner and dance with my friends and stuff, you know, is different too. There's a choice to right. how but, you want to engage in that, that type of environment. But what I'm just saying is, can you imagine not being a part of that culture? And mm-hmm. she says he's he's never grown up in that culture. Right. But based on the culture he's grown up in and what he views as not appropriate, then looking at a fet, she mm-hmm. can't understand for a minute why he would be a little apprehensive. No, to I saying, think she gets I want it. My, I want my my wife now. I think she gets to go it. That's why she's fet. like, "Come with me, so you can see what happens here." But he says it's not his yeah, thing. Yeah, but him coming to see it, think about that snapshot. Is mm-hmm. he gonna think it's any more? Or maybe she can have fun with him in that environment. It's just, it's just he's kind of writing do. it off and not really knowing what transpires. He's maybe just going based off of what he's seen. This is what I'm saying. Remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. You, I'll go to a fete with you. You go mm-hmm. to the strip club with me. Mm-hmm. We don't judge either one. Right. I'm not talking about us. We have us. fun either way. Right. I'm yeah. not talking about us. Uh-huh. I'm just talking about someone removed from that culture, looking at that culture. And can you see how someone can say, I don't want my... No, I com- I completely get it. I can right. I get how it's off putting, but I also understand that if this is something your spouse enjoys, then it's like, all right, you may be doing things that I don't necessarily enjoy, but I try to, you know, come and sit with you and watch and and just be there because I know you enjoy it. So in 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 the vein of compromising as a couple or as a as a unit, then I think sometimes you have to just compromise and say, all right, I know I don't necessarily love this environment. It's not necessarily for me, but because you enjoy it, I'll go with you. I hear what you're saying, but all I'm asking is, can you understand how he may be apprehensive? I Absolutely. didn't say he should go. Yeah. I'm just saying. I get it. The same way Caribbean women look at the strip club, like, I would never go to the strip club. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I grew up in New York. I grew up around Caribbean women. Caribbean women look at strippers like, you a stripper. I think any woman look like look at women like like strippers are strippers. That's their I feel you. that's their job. But, but imagine <laughs> you know? imagine going to put on a bikini mm-hmm. to dance for money. Then imagine going to put on a bikini to dance on men you don't know for free. What's the difference? This is what I'm explaining. Like, mm. like All right. you see we what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm one, just but... I'm just saying, like, you don't really see no difference. Take yourself out of it. No, I see women. I... Okay. Yeah, we're still going on this. Mm. All right. No, finish up. Let's finish up your thoughts so that way we can at least wrap this. This was a long listener. We probably just do one today. All mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is when you're talking about cultures, right? Sometimes you can't just be in your culture and say it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes you have to remove yourself from your culture to say, mm-hmm. how is someone else viewing my culture? Mm-hmm. And if they're viewing my culture this way, can I understand why they may be apprehensive? Mm-hmm. And I since get they that. didn't have time to court. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Since they didn't have time to court, it's hard for them to know that about each other. Yes. My thing is, I don't judge strip clubs the same way I don't judge fets. It's entertainment. People go for whatever they go for. Mm -hmm. But if he says that, if she says that he's a very conservative person, he don't do that, I can't see him ever feeling comfortable with his wife going to, and I'm not calling women that go to fets strippers, but I'm saying from his vantage point, if you watching women in bikinis dance on men they don't know, that's not something he may ultimately be comfortable, mm-hmm. especially if he's not engulfed in the culture. Right. I know what fets are. So for me, it's like, they partying. They chipsing down the road. Like, that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I also am the same person that be like, strippers don't love you, bro. They get paid <laughs> to dance. This is entertainment for you. And that's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have more of an open eye to see what yeah. it is. Maybe it's the New Yorker in us, because we've seen it all. <laughs> I, to be honest, We've been I think exposed to all of it, so... Yeah. If you yeah. think of somebody who may not be from that, well, he's from New York too, so I don't know. Bro. And not for he nothing, all West Indian people don't agree with Fets. Right, that's you. Because there's a large contingent of Seven Day Adventists that look at Fets like the devil's playground. <laughs> seriously. That's no, a fact. seriously. Yeah, that's some of my family. Yes, mm-hmm. I, and I've dated some other West Indian people when I was younger who, who moms were just like, you're going to Fet? You're going to Fet? You're not going to Fet. <laughs> and they tell their daughters, you can't go out there. Like, you're not going to be dancing up on men for that you don't know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's that. Um, if you want to be featured as a listener letter, be sure to email us, y'all, at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That ended up being a very long winded uh, yes. listener letter. So, we only got to one today for y'all, but be sure to write in and we'll get to y'all in the future. That's D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth time. 
We're talking my family versus your family today. My moment of truth is my family is better than yours. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That negates the entire conversation. Um, I think my moment of truth at this point is that the conversation always has to keep going because when you think of family, you're not just including you and your spouse Mm -hmm. and your immediate family if you have children, but you're also trying to consider the parents, the grandparents, sometimes aunts and uncles, Mm. brothers and sisters, the extended family. And it's also trying to navigate and manage the emotions of adults, which also in itself is a task. So in my, from my vantage point, over communicating with all parties involved, that's what I do now. Because I feel like at least they can say, I knew, Kadeen told me, I was in the loop, and then I was able to make the decision with how I wanted to be involved thereafter. I like it. I would say my moment of truth is no one is entitled to their way. Your parents Mm -hmm. aren't, your siblings aren't, you aren't, Mm -hmm. your aunts and uncles aren't. Mm -hmm. Only thing everyone is entitled to is an option. Right. So give your option and be willing to compromise. That's That's it. But you are not entitled to your way, period. Period. All right, y'all, be sure to follow us. If you haven't joined on Patreon yet, you can get deadass exclusive content there, long form family Ellis content. You'll see more of us and the boys on Patreon. So join now and you can find us on social media, deadass the podcast. My page is Kadeen. I am. And I am devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pick up your copy of We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want out of your relationship. That's a fact. Deadass. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.